If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. So we're back. We, we are back. We are Backstreet Boys. So it's nearly... How many games in this season? 72? Yeah. 72. They so Knocked 10 off. So we're about 35% way through the season. Yeah. Are we? I don't know. That's just... A, it sounded... <laughs> sounded... Yeah, sure. Accurate? I looked, <laughs> like the rest of the episodes, we're not going to check. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. We're not going to check if that's accurate or not. By all mean, means, send in some feedback. Yeah. Tell us that our math Someone. is wrong. And we will not look at those Someone at all. do something. That'd we'll, be wonderful. We'll fucking ignore all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, how's life been, mate? Things have been hectic. It's It's been disgusting. It's been tricky to try and uh, set the pot up. We will get more uh, reliable. We just had a few uh, personal things going on. COVID. COVID, yeah, we're just playing COVID. COVID. We've had some missed, uh, missed games, uh, delayed games. We've had some, some raccoon incidences. Absolutely. Incidents? You, can, you know you can fit two of those in an anus? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where I heard that. But yeah. yeah. I, I actually told a few people that last weekend. Did you? I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll try and tell everybody that. And what do you guys know about butthole? Do you have any butthole science facts for yeah. me? Yeah, it's. I find that I'm always the weird work colleague yeah. when I bring that up. I'm like... Hey guys, how you going? How's, uh, how's the day been? Do you know about raccoons? That they can fit into, uh, you can squeeze two into a uh, anus. <laughs> they go, cool, right? We're just doing a stock take. I don't know why you're bringing this up. They, um, <laughs> there's no segue there. <laughs> no, exactly right. Oh, cool. What are you guys doing? Stock take, cool. Do you know that, uh, do you have any butthole science facts that you can pass back to me? Or am I going to be, is it all going to be one way butthole science guys, from me? Guys, I feel like this is a one way street. This is truly, I'm giving you all the facts and I'm not getting any butthole science from any of you. Uh, especially you, Margaret, who's 72 years old and fucking the front, front Retire, counter. Retire, Margaret. Man, she's 72. She'd have, she would have done some butthole stuff. She's done some butt stuff. Bless her. Just fucking relax, Margaret, and tell me about it. Actually, that's why she gets in trouble. I'm a student of the butt. <laughs> she relaxes too much. Yeah. When you're 72, you can't, you can't let that happen. Probably rocking an adult na- nappy, I, I would <laughs> that's imagine. That's right. Definitely. They're really thin nowadays. Are they? You can hardly, hardly notice at all. Oh. Sometimes ah, discreet. You can that's the ad. You can hardly notice at all. Sometimes until you take them home and you try and make out, yeah. trying to make whoopee. Yeah, and you're like, "Hang on, what's this? Oh, what's this sexy lingerie you're wearing? You're so smooth down there." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's Pampers Seniors. <laughs> oh god, damn it! Months. Oh, all right. Shit. So as normal, we railroaded ourselves and forgot to talk about basketball. So we'll get back to that. Yeah. Season 2021, 72 games. COVID just completely buck-fucked the shit out of this. Mm. I said mm. buck-fucked because I'm looking at the bucks coming third in the Eastern Conference. And it, I'm going to stand by that because that applies to everyone. If this NBA season was anything, it is the um, famous, one of the early viral sex videos um, of the internet of the late 90s called Mr. Hands, where a gentleman um, allowed a horse to fuck him on camera and then he died of internal bleeding. That was actually true, really? Yeah, it's true. They actually made a documentary out of it. There's a documentary floating around the interwebs where you don't actually get to see the footage anymore. I actually saw the footage back in the day. It was terrible. It might still be on dog, dog fart. It probably would be on dog fart. Two T's? Two T's. One, one T. One T. <laughs> oh, one T. One T. Um, and if, yeah, if I'm going to compare any type of viral video uh, to this NBA season, is definitely Mr. Hands. Um, they have been c- completely fucked by the penis that is COVID. 
Um, there's been cancellations and dudes. Nothing frustrates me more from a fantasy basketball um, perspective as picking up a dude off the wire thinking, fuck oh. yeah, he's going to go off tomorrow. And then you wake up and they're like, oh, they've cancelled the game. The game's been postponed. You're like, fuck. At least you have an out. At least you didn't pick up Shake Milton. Yeah, true. <laughs> and you put a bit of money on him and I didn't really see where you were going with that because his prior games were shit. Shit. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I think I, got, I roto-worlded myself into it. <laughs> and then a big fat zero, which is probably what he, what he would have got anyway. I try not to pick up dudes that sound like they've got, um, you know, the Michael J. Fox disease. <laughs> the palsies of the NBA <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try not to. That typically doesn't bode well for basketballers. <laughs> Uh, so they call you shake because you're good like with your handles and stuff. No, 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 Oh, that's terrible. Four and a half minutes in. Yes. I'm going to write that down and forget to edit it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're going to say we won't edit. All right. So let's talk about basketball. Let's do it. Okay. So Eastern Conference. So we're 35%-ish mm-hmm. of the season 35%. in. 35%. And we're looking at uh, standings. We're looking at, we're going to hit the Eastern Conference first. I think we're going to just do a bit of freestyle here. Mm-hmm. Do a bit of eight mile. Fucking back it's and forth. Um, we're going to look at the standings. We're going to tell you guys who we think is surprising, who we think are really disappointing, who are mm. sucking the dong at the moment, mm. the long dong of COVID. Um, have you got the standings there in front of you, Matt? I do. I who, do. Who's your most um, surprising team? Well, I might run through the top eight first, right? Yep, go the eight. Yep. So we've got 76ers, uh, 18 and 10, Nets, 18 and 12, Bucks, 16 and 12. Celtics 14 and 13, Pacers 14 14, Knicks 14 15, Raptors 13 15, and Hornets 13 15. Yeah. Now, between them and between 8th and 9th is the Bulls 11 and 15. And then after that, it is a fucking dumpster fire of mediocrity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I use that, me, that term mediocrity in an Eastern Conference. Umbrella, mm. yeah, exactly. Um, because Eastern Conference mediocrity is Western Conference Below train average. wreck. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, out of those, who have you got as your most uh, surprising team? Most surprising? Oh, I don't want to say yours. No, you go. So I'm going to say I've got a I'm couple. Say Hornets. Hornets. Yeah, good call. Mm. Good call. I mean, still 13, 15, but they're in the eight. So Abs- I won't use percentages as a reason to be surprised. We'll say their position in the conference, their standings, and they've actually looked good in a lot of games. They're a team that have been prone to get blown out a few times, mm. but um, are we all? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few blowouts in my time. That's for sure. Uh, that's for sure. And I usually don't bounce back at fifty percent either. So no. Um, no. they. They have been really good at times. Um, they've probably got the the leading Rookie of the Year candidate mm. in Lamelo, who I was a massive doubter of, and he's um, making me eat um, humble cream pie. Sweet. I'm, I'm eating the cream pie out of some humble lady and uh, not enjoying it because I prefer my cream pies to be overflowing and confident. Yeah. An interesting thing about the Hornets, they are 9-9 nine and nine in their conference, right? So they're 13-15 at the moment, so they're 4-6. and six. Against the Western Conference, out west, which is actually which not isn't a, trash. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good, um, mm. a pretty good record for them. They've got a really good young core. They've had a few guys miss time, so they um, Devontae Graham missed a few games. They've had PJ Washington out for a little while now. Um, that is probably their ceiling at the moment. Is mm. the eight spot? Uh, all the teams in front of them, I think, um, will stay in front of them. Except the team that I'm surprised with, and I still am kind of cynical whether they can keep going, is the Knicks. So they're in the sixth spot at the moment, 14 and 15, and 
they and the Hornets are the two most surprising for me as far as a good surprise. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle's just off his fucking head at the moment. He is playing so well. Oh, what was that stupid stat? Um... Yeah, Jeremy come up with it. He's got a better three-point percentage than Lillard and uh, I think better field goal percentage than, than, than Giannis. Yeah, sorry. something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's a good pl- stat. You guys should have heard it. You should have been yeah, there. Yeah, you should have been there. Oh, it's totally <laughs> awesome stat for you. But it was three crunches. things. It was rebounding, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. Yeah, something like that. yeah, and he was in front of... Three really good guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at the moment, if the Knicks can stay on that kind of um, role, and I mean, the appointment of Tibbs has really helped them out too because they've gone from being terrible defensively, and a guy like Randall was always a knock on him was he couldn't play D. Mm. But watching him lately, he's actually really improved to it being just a... He's now just an average defender as, as opposed to being abused all the time. Um, they're, they're going really well. Um, they're my... Them and the Hornets, you picked a good one there with my two biggest surprises as far as a good surprise. Nothing up the top really surprises me besides the 76ers being that high up. I thought they'd mm. be top four, but 18 and 10, that's they're going really well. Um, so they're 18 and 10, right? But 15 and 4 in the conference... So they're three and six against the West. In the West, yeah. When they come up against those heavyweights in the West, they've they've kind of been exposed a little mm. bit. Um, those moves that they made to get Danny Green and Seth Curry, I thought were good in theory, but wouldn't plan wouldn't play out as well as they have. They have both mm. Danny Green and Seth Curry been really good for them this year. Um, and obviously, since we spoke last time, since our last pod, the Nets got that fucking big trade going with Harden. That was always going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing with those guys is that they're second in 18 and 12, and I still think they'll be the number one seed in that conference, but they have been exposed quite a few times too. They are terrible defensively. Um, anytime you've got um, Harden and Kyrie on the floor at the same time, you can absolutely fucking score buckets on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they're just waiting for their next chance to touch the ball. They that's don't give a fuck. They're like, okay, school, I'll, I'll just get the ball back and I'll score on you again. So they, they that's their way of playing D. Um as far as disappointing teams, the big one there that's standing out to me, Mash, is the heat. Bubble. Yeah. The bubble factor the, from last year didn't carry over. No, it didn't, mate. And and they were a kind of team, and we said that at the end of last season, that they looked like a, and they acted like a real college team, like they had a really good camaraderie, and the bubble helps those type of teams because mm. they were all living in each other's back pocket during the bubble. Since then, it's kind of dipped. And you do see that in multiple sports. Like You see some um, underdog make a finals run or a push, and then the yeah. season after, they have all these expectations. They just can't reach there again. Yep. It's like they expended all their energy the season before. I think that's what happened to Rocky. Balboa. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He won his first fight. Yeah. Against that guy. Apollo lost, Creed? Yeah, and then lost the second fight against the other guy. Yeah, and then but then Drago fucking killed Creed, man. Yeah, I know. So Savage. that's like... Um, LA beating Miami, and then no one beat my no one beat LA after that. No, exactly. Yeah, they just keep on going. <laughs> That's a horrible analogy. It is. <laughs> and I was trying to think of another analogy for Rocky, but it was terrible too because oh. I had Kristaps Porzingis being the closest looking to Drago. Oh yeah, but they play, he plays for Dallas, so it doesn't even make any no. sense either. Um, but yeah, Heat are, Heat are really struggling. Um, that, look, they've had a few excuses. Jimmy Butler's missed a lot of time. Um, Bam missed a lot of time. They have. Heaps of their fucking games have been cancelled too or postponed mm. because of COVID. Oh, so, who are those guys that have missed? What teams have been missed a lot in here? So, Charlotte's missed. Uh, Charlotte? Yeah, a few Charlotte's. Charlotte's missed have. a few. I know the Bulls and the Heat have missed a few. Yep. Um, I think the Wizards lo- missed oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, they went like two weeks without playing a game. Um, 
the Wizards are dog shit anyway. Um, so, yeah, the Sixers have played 28, right? Um, some of these bottom teams have only played 25. So yeah. it's still not that big a difference. Yeah, so there's only a few games in it, really. Mm. Um, the team that was really surprising to start the season was the Cavaliers, where they've come crashing back to earth. But I think that's more... Um, culturally now because they were going really well and then they made that trade well they were part of that three team trade and they brought Jarrett Allen in and ever since Jarrett Allen turned up Drummond's been fucking sooking it yeah and they had a really good thing going there for the first 10 games and they brought Jarrett Allen in and then because Drummond won't commit to Cleveland long term his contract's up now at the end of the season and they're thinking here they're thinking well if you fucking walk we need a centre so they brought in Jarrett Allen Drummond still had the starting gig but in the last like three or four games, he's had like six points and five rebounds. He's just been sucking it, so he'll he'll get dealt really soon, I think. Well, didn't they say they're sitting him out from now on? Yeah, him and Griffin. Yeah, Griffin is too. Off, off, obviously, different sort of teams, but yeah, you know, they're sitting him out till they get a buyout or a trade. I thought, oh no, Griffin got a buyout. Oh, oh, he might have today. I'm not too sure. They were angling for that. I know the Pistons voc- like voiced that. They said we're not going to play Blake again until we move him. Um, Cleveland have just said they're resting Drummond. Haven't really vocalised that they're going to trade him, but it's pretty obvious that's going to happen. Mm. Um, so yeah, the Heat have been the most disappointing team. The other team that has been kind of disappointing, uh, I was going to say the Magic, but. They they were just gonna like figure out the bottom end of the the yeah. eight anyway. They're not they're not too far away. Um, is the Hawks? But again, yeah. they've had heaps of injuries as well. Now Bog yeah. Bog Bog's barely played, um, and they've got a bit of strife there too. John Collins and Trey Young do not like each other at all. Oh really? Yeah. There's been a lot of friction between those two dudes. Um, to the point where I think John Collins is really gettable at the trade deadline this year because. They they end up in the last three or four years. They've had so many first round draft picks, right? And it gets to the point where they all have to get re upped at the same time. Yeah, there's only so much money to go around. They're going to throw the absolute bank at, at Trey Young, and and Capella's already got a big deal, so mm. he eats a lot of their cap. So they need to find a way to pay Kevin Huerta, um, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins. Now, because of John Collins and Trey having a falling out, he's now become the one that they're. Most expensive. Yeah, they're going to shop him. Um, so they've had a bit of turmoil. They they should be a lot better than eleven and sixteen on paper. They should be they should be up around that fourteen fifteen win mark, I think. But um, the other thing is too, and we've said it before. Trey Young gets numbers. He doesn't necessarily get wins, and, yeah, yeah. and people compare him to Steph. And you know he has a lot of the similar kind of attributes, but Steph is still a winner. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we fucking yeah, rag yeah, yeah. on him, yeah. they they still win. Um, the jury's still out on Trey that if he can lead a winning team, I fucking hate him. Yeah, like he's just there's nothing about him except shooting, which you have to do if you're six foot nothing. Exactly, but he doesn't. He, again, he's he, even tried defense. Like people just he just turns. Yeah, he just turns so easy. No deflections, no help. D nothing. He, he doesn't just offers nothing defensively. Never gets down in a stance. No. Nothing. He, the only time he gets to steal is when he's cheating. Mm. Um, and usually gets exposed that way too. So yeah. he gives up. He's terrible defensively. He actually, Harden makes him, he makes Harden look like fucking Tony Allen. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he is, <laughs> he is really fucking bad, man. Um, and that kind of shit, and that apparently that's part of the reason why him and Collins have had a falling out. Yep. Is Collins, there was a game, it was about 10 games ago, it was about, only about 10 games into the season, um, where they went to a timeout and, Trey Young blew a blew an assignment and and but turned around and had a go at Collins and Capella for not helping, 
and you see Collins look at him and go, well, fucking get in front of you, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, stop just like playing matador defense yeah, yeah. and relying on us to block the fucking shot all the time. And they went at it. Yeah, right. And then the next game, I think it was, Trey sooked it and refused to shoot and just kept passing because he's like, oh, fucking see how good you are if I don't shoot. And he had like six points that next or eight points the next game. Oh. He's such a fucking petulant little piece of shit, mate. I, I really dislike the dude. Um, but yeah, the East is shaping up kind of how we thought. The Bucks are right there behind the Sixers. I think the Nets will probably end up with the best record, but they're not bulletproof, man. They are very beatable. Um, but you're going to have to score about 140 points to beat them. So they've played 30 games. They'll be the most out of everyone. Pretty much. Yeah, they haven't missed too many games at all, the Nets. They haven't really been affected by COVID that much. Um, The team that's still the dark horse, and they've been absolutely smashed by injuries this year, is the Pacers. Yeah. So they started the year, obviously, with with Oladipo, then shipped him over to to Houston. And then when they received Karis LeVert, they did that... Uh, physical on him and found he had cancer in his kidney. That's probably the best trade that Levert could have. Absolutely. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. Hell. And and they 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 um, performed successful surgery. There's still a chance that Levert's back in maybe the second half of the season, which is incredible. But um, so they basically have missed their best scorer because they got rid of Depot, mm. expecting Levert, and then he hasn't played. Um, TJ Warren, Warren got uh, played three or four games and broke his foot yeah. at the start of the season. Um, Miles Turner's been surprisingly excellent for them this year. He's yeah. been so fucking dog shit for years. He's out, out of the blue just having a fucking career year. Uh, and Sabonis is a freak. He, he's Isn't he? He's probably now comfortably in the top 10 players in the league, I reckon. He, really? Yeah. If, if I was yeah. making my standings, he is just r- such a good basketball player on every facet. Defensively, yeah. scoring, he can shoot inside, he can take him down low. Like he, um, Passing, he's excellent, man. Um so I think the Pacers, if they can get Warren and Levert back in the second half, they could make some noise as well. Oh, that's Celtics. Man, they've been disappointing. Yeah, yeah. They've been really disappointing. And they've had a few things too. So Tatum missed two weeks. with COVID. He, he got COVID and missed two weeks. Um, Marcus Smart's been injured. He, I think he broke his ankle or twisted his ankle badly or something. That like was that. recently, wasn't it? Yeah. He's out for a while. He is out for four or five weeks. It was a high ankle sprain, I think. Oh. Um, Jalen Brown has been probably their most consistent player all year. Have you seen what he's done? No. He's turned his hair upside down. So he's, he had that like, he had a big height yeah. and a short beard. Now he's got a long beard and a short head. It's just drifting like me. Yeah, he's done falling, what I've done. It's falling through his head. Excellent. That's, that's, <laughs> as soon as I started going bald, I shaved my head and grew a big beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's, uh, that's making up for it. Yeah. The team that started the slowest in the East... And probably because they can't fucking play at home because they're banned from going back to Canada is is the Raptors. Yeah, they're really playing again at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, um, which is like the fucking COVID hotspot. Yeah, like f- that region there. They're getting unless smashed. you win the Super Bowl, then it doesn't matter. Doesn't how fucking crazy were those celebrations? That was fucking insane. So watching them go like pub crawling and hugging fans, yeah. and I'm like. The only way to safely navigate COVID is through a river. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing can touch Tom Brady, though. That dude, he is kissed on the fucking dick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Even COVID would fucking stay away from him out of respect. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, the Raptors are now starting to find their rhythm. So they were they were right at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. And mm. now I'm looking at them. They're 13 and 15. But at a guess, I reckon that's probably on the back of probably 10 wins in the last 12 games. Because they were like one and six or something for a while. 
Yeah, so there's six and four in the last ten. Six and four. It, that's his own goes back ten. So yeah, no, they've they've really started to turn it on. Um, so yeah, that's the Eastern Conference. I I still think the Nets come out of there. What do you reckon, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's defense, man. If someone can figure out how to play defense against just two, because they've got three guys, right? Yeah, two superstars. Two of them. You only need two of them to have bad games. Yeah. I mean, it, just play defense. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Well, the, the rest of them can't do shit. I think the only guy that can. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Because you've got Harris. Oh, the, the, Harris is a better version of Danny Green. So Absolutely. Danny. Absolutely. He is there. He is the ideal uh, role player for that team, mm. Joe Harris. He is. He's a really underrated player. Yeah. Um. So he he's ideal for them. Where they really see out of their three superstars. All, all three of them are pretty unstoppable offensively. The only mm. one I think that you probably could clamp down somewhat or game plan out of the game would be Kyrie. Mm. Um, oh, so many people have tried to game plan for Harden and Durant and never happens. Right. They always go off. Um, I just think they're going to be too... Their defense sucks. And like I said before, if anyone's going to beat the Nets, they're going to have to score 140 points to beat them. And the funny thing is that, uh, I think it was last week, or well, maybe this week, that Kyrie came out and said Harden's a point guard. That's yeah. it. I'm the shooting guard. It's as easy as that. That's what we do. Yep. Um, and since then, they're on a four-game winning streak. Exactly. Yeah. So now they've nutted out the roles, the bitchy shit's out, which yep. is really important for someone like Harden and Irving to clear up. Absolutely. Um, I think I've got to... I've, f- I've just took myself out of anyone being able to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think if they click, they'll win the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they're starting to click. Yeah. And... I think they've kind of figured out. I think KD now is at the point where he's he's won a few championships and he doesn't. I don't think he really cares too much about his stats. He just wants to win somewhere that's never won before. So mm. he wants to build his own legacy, not on the back of Steph and, and Clay. Yeah. Um, even though he's got a fucking super team with him already, yeah. but he's trying to do his own thing. So he doesn't really care about the stats. And I think that um, reading between the lines, I think Kyrie and, and James Harden have got this kind of thing going where Kyrie wants to win the scoring title and James wants to get the assist, assist. the top assist leader. So. Um, that'd be interesting to see. That's pretty cool. Um, so let's go to the Western Conference. Yeah, this is fucking. This I didn't couldn't see this coming. Yeah, was that the the Jazz? Jazz. Yeah. So I think they've won eight uh, in a row. Yeah, and I think the stat I, I heard this morning on the jump was they've won nineteen out of twenty. Yeah. So they're on a ten game winning streak. Then they lost one. Yeah. Uh, so no, they're on eleven game winning streak. Then they lost one. Yeah. And then they won eight in a row. That is phenomenal. And they're not just beating shit. Like no. They are beating. They beat the Bucks easy. They beat the the Sixers easy. I think they've beaten the Lakers once. Well, in the conference, they're ten and three. Yep. Oh, holy shit! Thirteen and two at home. Yeah, they are. They are good, and I think they are legit. I I I still think the Lakers and Clippers may just have the the superstars to beat them. Mm. But the thing I like about the Jazz is when you get to the playoffs, your your rotation um, shrinks. So the coach will only ever play like eight players. So you've got your starting five and your three key um, your bench players. And those three key bench players, they have to be able to play. You need one guy that can play the one and the two, and you need another guy that can play the two, three, and four, and then a guy that can play four and five. Mm. And they've got that. They've got Jordan Clarkson that can come off the bench and play one or two. Ingles can play three and the four. And favors can play four in the five. Mm. That's all they need. They just need those eight dudes. Um, and the guy again talking role players before with, with Joe Harris, like um, Royce O'Neill's become one of the best. Yeah. Just a solid dude. 
Like even in the defense, he's always getting touches, deflections, making people feel uncomfortable. So like, underrated. Yeah. He's one of the best wing defenders in the league. Yeah. And and I love watching him play because he just gets up on people and, and just makes life really hard for mm. them. The, the the thing that's scary for them though is Mike Conley can never stay healthy. He's injured again now. So he that that dude's fucking made of glass. That's ridiculous. But if he can get back and be healthy for the playoffs, you know, Conley, Mitchell, um, O'Neill, um, Bojbog and and uh, Gobert. Gobert. Mate, that's a really solid... There's no superstar outside of Mitchell, but they are really tough to score on, and they're just a really good team. The thing there that helps them too, I think, MASH, is um, um, they're familiar with each other. That that mm. team's been together now for years. Like, like the Mighty Ducks. Exactly. They, they know, like That core eight, they've been together for at least three or four years. Favors went away for a year or two, but has come back. He was with the Jazz for a long time. So they know each other. They, they're a good team. They're definitely the most surprising. Um the other surprising team there... It's not surprising. Hey? It's not surprising. What's that? That they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Your team or my team? No, I was going to say Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I was, I was going to say... I was going to say that was surprising, but they're really not. No. Because, you know... With you had CP3. He's a winner. Yeah. He's a fucking dick-punching little fucking creep. Yeah. But he is... There's a reason why all the really good judges call him one of the best point guards ever. Mm. And... He's made, and it's funny, again, I look at things through a fantasy basketball lens and look at Booker and Aiton, right? And their seasons this year are the worst I've ever had as a fantasy Mm -hmm. perspective. Their scoring is each both down slightly. They're not getting as many rebounds or steals because the love's being shared. But watching them play, like the eye test, they're playing better. Oh, yeah. Because they're sharing the ball. But guys like Michael Bridge, Mikael Bridges and all those dudes are playing... Like guys like Frank Kaminsky and, and yeah. all these dudes are playing really fucking well. Um, it's not a fluke. I was going to say they were surprised, but I, I probably should take that back. They're, they're playing really well. I'd probably say the Spurs are the... I didn't realise they were 16 and 11. As mm. soon as we looked at that, I was surprised at that. I thought they were kind of struggling, but that's a much better record than I thought they would have. I keep expecting, I shouldn't doubt Pop, but I, I keep expecting year after year the Spurs just to bottom out and become the worst team in the league. Yeah. And they never do. <clears throat> but yep. they just seem to have that same mold, Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray. Kelvin so Johnson. Was, yeah, Kelvin Johnson. Yep. Just that same sort of player just on tap. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they take time developing them. Yeah, yeah. So, Kelvin Johnson's a bit ahead of the curve. He's actually going better this year than I thought. And Lonnie started better too, but... Where Lonnie gets crueled is Demar. As soon as DeRozan mm. leaves or whatever, Lonnie will be a star, but he's just got to bide his time. But mm. it took a while. Like, I mean, you've been on the Dejounte train now for three about three years, years right? And and we've all been, I've been the same as you. I'm like, this will be his year, and it never was. And yeah. it felt like Pop kept holding him back every year, but this year is not. Yeah, exactly. And it's like what year four for him? Yeah. And and I think that's what Pop's formula is. He's like, treat him mean, keep him keen for a couple of years, and then unleash. Well, they're it. in Texas. Well, that's, yeah. Steers and... No, I won't say um, but Steers and beers. <laughs> Steers and beers is what I was about to say, of course. <laughs> I love uh, I love rhyming. Um, but yeah, no, DeJounte Murray's been awesome, man. If he was in a bigger oh, or a sexier team, he'd be getting all-star buzz, yeah, I reckon. exactly. He has been excellent. But they're not about that. Um, disappointing, Mash. What do you reckon? Um, oh, Mavericks. Yeah, man. Yep, yep. Not Ma- Pelicans. Pelicans is exactly where they should be, I think. Yeah, I'm not surprised the Pelicans aren't 
that good. They've got guys that put up numbers, but I didn't trust them. No. Mavericks are disappointing for me. Nuggets too, man. Actually, yeah. Um, again, they're kind of suffering a little bit. Not as bad, um, but a similar kind of thing to what Miami went uh, going through. Yeah. They were the bubble darlings, made the finals. They really pushed... Or, sorry, the Western Conference finals. They really pushed the Lakers as well. Uh, everyone is expecting them this year to be a one or two seed, and I think the expectations have weighed them down a bit. They did... I mean, I'm... If it's it sucks as a, as a fan, but it's, it's kind of funny and not funny for you. But MPJ Michael Paul Junior. Oh started God. the season fucking on fire, like we knew he would. Yeah, yeah. Like we were saying last year, like besides the Joker, when you watch them play, he's their next best player, right? Yeah, yeah. And he started the season fucking killing it. Got COVID, has come back and is just trash. Just can't play. Just trash. It's funny though. Um, they interviewed Jason Tatum a few days ago on ESPN. And he's been back now for a couple of weeks. He had two weeks off for COVID as well. And they said, how are you coping? He's like, I just don't feel good. He goes, I yeah. just, I've got aches and pains. He goes, I get fatigued easily. We've got to manage my minutes. He's only playing like 30 minutes where he used to pay like 36. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I get, he goes, I don't know whether I'm reading too much into it or it is the fallout from it. Yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm healthy, but I just, it sounded like the the symptoms to glandular fever. Like he's like, I get yeah. really sore joints and I fatigue and he's like it's just I just don't feel good so I think MPJ is probably fucking struggling he's probably too. actually yeah fucking sick um, but on the other side of that like Cat actually had COVID didn't he yeah and he's come back is that a difference between a superstar and an up and comer you reckon maybe he's come back and the thing is too with Cat though is he his skill set um, lends itself to getting fantasy points easy yeah because yeah. he he's very uh, he's old fashioned big man in respect that he he likes to chase the boards, so he racks up stats with boards and, and a few blocks now and then, and he can hit a three as well. So he can kind of get stats easy. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, he's playing really well since he got back there. Yeah, right? yeah The exactly. last few days, he's been killing it. Yeah. Um, but I agree, Mavericks. Oh, I'm a little bit, I'm souring a little bit. Is Luca? Is Luca coming yeah. a bitch? He's become a bit of a fucking. On, uh, he had these tendencies the first couple of years, but he's becoming what Harden was. Yeah. In Houston, I've seen him, and I, and, I, and I can see it starting to frustrate his teammates. They don't voice it too much because he's obviously the boss there in Dallas, and if mm-hmm. anyone rocks the boat, they're fucking... Cuban's sh- fucking him off. Cuban's going to ship him out. But I saw the other day, he was... He just over-dribble, over-dribble, over-dribble. They, they, they ran a, a double team at him, and he, he fucking went between the legs and did a step back with two guys on him, and Josh Richardson is wide open on the wing, fucking clapping for the ball like, give it to me. And he just shoots this contested three and fucking clangs off the back of the rim. Now, the dude is a freak. He's How long has he been in, in the league for? I think this is his third, third, year? third year. Do you reckon it's a, um, a cultural thing? Like coming from Europe where no one blows smoke up your ass. You still look like respected as a player, but yeah. there's nowhere near the lights you get being the NBA. Like, I think it might be something in that. Because yeah. also in the in like Euro League and stuff like that, um, they don't really cater for isolation ball. No, it's no, all no. ball mo- movement. Yeah. All the players like... You look at some of the stats over there, those guys that are playing, the big stars on those teams, they're only playing like 20 minutes a game. Like they have deep rotations mm. and things like that. Lucas come over to the States, does everything, gets the keys to the fucking, to yeah. the franchise, playing like 40 minutes a game. Yeah. And they're like, shoot whenever you want. Yeah, just do it. I think he's he's gotten too big in the head. Yeah. Like he, he's acting a bit jerkish. Um, one of the fucking stupidest things I saw him do recently was, and helped Portland win the game the other day against them, was he was up on Mallow and... 
um, Mello had the ball and I was freaking out because fucking Mello had the ball yeah, the yeah. last time. I was like, <laughs> no, anyone but fucking him. I don't want him to fucking clang a jumper. Um, and Mello just kind of, he was right up on him and Mello didn't even like drop a shoulder. Mello just kind of stood up straight. He was he was crouching down and he stood up straight and glan- like the slightest glance on Luca, and then Luca did this, oh, massive dive backwards, which then gave space for Carmelo just to find Derek Jones Jr. with his easy assist and we won the game. Did layup. Now, if <laughs> Luca can contains his stance and fucking stands there Camelo shoots a fucking 35 foot brick yeah that's a head thing isn't it but he had to go for the flop mm. and a bit and, and the, actually the commentators hosed him on it too fair but enough the Mavericks man yeah, they're just not I mean that, maybe that generation coming through too that, so we're talking about Luca, and then there's Trey Young yep or the rising stars I, I mean I'm sure there's still guys in there we're talking just talking about John Collins as a as, a, as the opposite to Trey Young as far as defense and attitude goes. Um, it's, it seems to be more of those guys coming through. Maybe we're getting too old. I'm yeah, sure there's still attitude guys. Sometimes I think that too, and I think, yeah, and there is a bit of that. Like I think, oh, you know, they're not as like defensively minded as the 90s guys that we watched. And Yeah, I'm not even just talking about defense. It's just grinding. Yeah, grittiness. Yeah, grit. Yeah. I hate the word grind because everyone says you need to grind. I think it's lost all meaning because people say it too much. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Rise and grind. Like all grit. that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think grit. Yeah. Grit's a probably good word. And that's exactly. I think they're too. True grit. They're, 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 they're too. Um, they're too sh- they're showcasing themselves too much. Yeah. And a guy that was starting to do that, and I think the best thing that's happened to him since CP was, was Booker. So mm. I noticed last year he was getting a little bit that way. Played ISO a lot, took all, all the shots, even bad shots. Now that. CP3 is there he's just playing team ball and, mm. but playing better than ever yeah um, so I don't know maybe it's just a young guy I think because Trey Young and Luca came in the league at the same time I think it's that generation thing where they're just trying to show out and then they'll probably get five years into their career and think fuck we haven't won anything we've barely yeah. even made the playoffs maybe I need to fucking reflect reflect not be such a fucking glory hound and, and shoot 50 foot threes every time I come down the floor yeah um, but that yeah that'd be disappointing man um, it looks Shit. as though it was funny talking about actually you know who oh I'll say one thing I'll say the next thing after that on the way down to, went away to Cool on the weekend and I was, was sitting there driving down and Kara goes you know uh, I don't reckon Devin Booker's scoring as much this year as he did last year <laughs> what who the, who the fuck are you you just been reading stats or <laughs> something you know? what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what are you sure yep. and she was right like it's numbers down but they're winning more you know yeah, absolutely going, yeah right yeah, good stuff. And you know what's funny is is a lot of like How dirt- can you talk with your mouth full? Well I pump my tires up a little bit for it's, a while and then just boars. It's pretty much it's I can't like, help it. It's like playing the didgeridoo, you breathe through your nose. It's circular <laughs> circular breathing. Um oh, I'm an idiot. But it's funny I've seen I've seen a few fucking talking heads on ESPN try and almost bait Booker into um, complaining about his role. Like say, oh, so, really? you, so you know, your team's winning. You're not getting as many touches though and your usage is down. And you, you, and he's like, I don't care. I don't yeah. give a fuck. We're, I've never had a winning season. Yeah. I've been at, I've been at uh, Phoenix for five years and we've never made the playoffs. Yeah. I'm, we're sitting at fourth or fifth right now. I'm Rolling. fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and I think that comes with a bit, and I think that's probably where Luca and Trey will get to. They'll they'll want to get all their stats in the first five years, show out, be mm. all cocky and shit, and then they'll probably start to get the press where, and well, Trey's starting to get it now, and Luca will too, if the Mavs can continue to suck. 
you get the press saying, "Where's where's the where's the championships? Where's your playoff berths?" Well, and like then the ITT, oh fuck, little pizza guy balling out for Sacramento, and then all of a sudden, no one gives a shit about him. Yeah, yeah, that poor dude, mate. He, he can't play D for anything, but he can still get out there and get buckets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you yeah, know, it's 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 funny. It looks as though uh, talking of disappointing teams. Not that I'm. I'm Shocked at this, but the Timberwolves are looking like the, a guarantee oh for another number one fucking pick. How's that good? How's that combo they were chasing for the Booker, um, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, and Cat going, Come over, we'll be awesome. No, you fucking no. won't. No. No. You've got nothing to send us. No. We just had Rubio. We'll take Cat. Yeah, we'll take Cat. No. Oh, but it doesn't work because we need Cat for the no, three. We'll for the three <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's never going to happen. Um, Anthony Edwards is starting to show out. Uh, he started off slow, but they've—I think they've already given up on the season, to be honest. Mm. And they've started to play him big minutes, and he's actually been playing really, really well. So he might be have a late surge for Rookie of the Year. I think Lamelo is going to nail that. A team actually. Oh, Lamelo is a great point. Lamelo is a guy that got all that hype coming into the league, and all he's done is be good. Yeah, like he hasn't been arrogant or flopping or anything like. Been playing good defense. Oh, did he flop once? I think he saw the fucking the the trauma his brother Lonzo went through coming yeah. into the league, and, and then saw what his dad. So his dad built up all these expectations, and even though Lonzo's, I give Lonzo shit because his father's Levar, mm. but he's never really been a cocky, um, arrogant no. kind of dude. He's always been pretty chill, right? Yeah. But the problem is, and and I'm guilty of it too, is he came into the league. His dad was saying he's the best player ever. He's best going to be the best Laker ever. So players like, um. Kobe Bryant? Like Pat, well, Pat Bev and all these yeah. guys are like, who the fuck does this dude think he is? Even yeah. though he's not the one saying it, yeah. he's his fucking dad. Yeah. So he turned up and he was getting bashed by all these dudes. And I think Lamelo, I think the best thing that happened to him was he got drafted by a small market team. Yep. If he had ended up in Chicago and New York, something like that, he, he, probably, he still would have played good. But mm. spotlight, going out to Charlotte where no one really gives a fuck... Um, although now they've become, I see uh, they're saying a lot on on Twitter and stuff that they're calling the Hornets America's team because they're what? a small market team, <laughs> yeah, small market team full of like just young kids and they're like your yeah, um, NBA league pass must see. Um, I've got to say, man, he's made me a bit of a believer, Lamelo, this first couple of months. Um, him and Miles Bridges have some of the best fucking connections. Connections, like, yeah. Oh man, some of those dunks that Bridges is throwing down are fucking filthy. Yeah, that's awesome, hey. Filthy. Um, How good? I love. I'll see, I love. I'm on Instagram a lot, right? Yep. So watching all this stuff and the media push, like the Miles Bridges Lamelo connection. They also push a lot of fucking bullshit. This is going beyond basketball a bit. But that, um, what's that dickhead from YouTube challenging Colin, uh, Conor oh, McGregor? J- Jake Paul? Jake Paul, right. So yeah. you see Sports Center doing it. You see um, House of Highlights, uh, ESPN, all these big name, well, not House of Highlights, isn't it? But all these big names, media companies pushing this fucking agenda because they want that to happen because that makes them a lot of money right absolutely and the best power play anyone ever did was just completely fucking ignore Jake Paul yep so there's still power there but the media tries to make that fucking thing happen so bad manipulate motherfuckers no one wants to see it yeah exactly yeah he's a fucking nobody yeah I I would love to see him get in the ring and have Conor McGregor punch his skull through through the fucking floor but but you just all you're doing is giving this dude money, free yeah. cash. Fucking make him yeah, shut up. Absolutely, man. And they do that in the NBA with teams. Well, that's exactly what I was getting at. So when you're talking about Devin Booker before, they they bait him saying, "Oh, you're not getting this 
Oh, they these want fucking stats that don't fucking matter. They want him. You in want L- fucking drama. They want him in LA. Yeah. Like you watch and what shits me and I love watching like Charles and Shaq because they're funny at times. Yeah. But they're also oh, they, they're ca- but they're just casual fucking fans though, man. Mm. Like it's really disrespectful how they talk about stuff on there sometimes. Like they'll go, "Who's Christian Wood? Who the hell's he?" Well, you know, oh, he's only been one of the best players in the fucking league for the first month. Yeah. He's injured now, but his stats, he's probably one of the best centers in the entire yeah. fucking league, mate. Open your eyes. Um, and they had that, they they um, they did it with Booker last year when they when they were in the bubble, Phoenix, and they just missed out by one game. Mm. Charles Barkley used to play for fucking Phoenix. Yeah. And he's there going, oh, he needs to go to a better better team. Get him to a big market team. Get him to the Lakers. If, if you want everyone at the fucking Lakers, what was the point of having competition? Yeah. Oh, Lakers win every year. How fucking fun's that? But what's weird is that somehow drives the media. Yeah, they loved they the best ratings ever for some fucking reason was the six years in a row, whatever it was. We had Cavs and fucking Warriors. Mm. I was bored out of my fucking brain. Yeah, because every year I'm like, oh, it's gonna be LeBron and Steph. Yeah, LeBron and Steph. Spot on. I mean, looking back, it's okay to see those kind of dynasties, but the other one, the most recent one, the media drove Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Oh, fucking nice. I reckon they planted the seed in his fucking head. Like, he was starting to get anxious and, and pissed off that the Pelicans weren't doing anything. But then ESPN are like, oh, I wonder if he'll end up with LeBron. At the, they, LeBron needs a second yeah. superstar. And he's probably going, oh, oh, yeah. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I might go there. Because it just felt like that there was that agenda for so long. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, he comes out and goes, yeah, I want to go to the Lakers. They just drive it, man. Mm. It fucking shits me, mate. So, to finish up, who... um. Let's say let's do a top three. Who you think are looking at um, top three movers and shakers? Well, we could do movers and shakers. I'm going to say MVP candidates, but oh. do movers and shakers. Okay. No, let's do MVP candidates. Okay. Um, you, you give me your top three. Well, I'm going straight to the the Western Conference. Yeah. <sighs> Jokic. Yep. Um, that's an easy one, though. I want to try and think of someone that's. So what do you have to do to get an MVP nowadays? Average triple-double gets your team in the top eight? Pretty much. Um, they usually reward winning teams, like they have with, with Giannis the last two Ooh, years. Oh, okay. Then an interesting take might be Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of seeding numbers a bit to make sure the team succeeds more. Absolutely. Right? That's a media narrative that can sell. And the other narrative is coming back off a fucking Achilles, yeah, Achilles injury. injury. So they yeah. love that shit, that comeback player shit. So that's two, Durant, Jokic. And I might, I'll chuck in... Embiid. Yep. He's definitely the leader from the Eastern Conference. Mm. I'm going to be boring as bad shit and say, I, I can just, you can see it now the media are going to push for LeBron to get the MVP this season. And I don't mind if he gets it. Fuck, he deserves it. Yep. I just try and think of people that aren't LeBron. Same. So I'm trying Which to get, is a sad way, not a sad way to think. Just. But that's but that's how a lot of the, the voters do do it though. Like yeah. you do notice there's a lot of years there where Jordan should have won every year and they kind of filtered it out to mm. Hakeem and Barkley and you know guys like that, Malone. Um, I think he probably will be the MVP by the end of the season. Um, Joker definitely has mm. to be up there. Just on numbers alone, he's been a fucking freak this year. saying that his team's what, 8th or ninth or something? Yeah, 7th or 8th. 7th, sorry, yeah. In the, in the West. So he can't really get rewarded for that. Um, definitely Embiid out East. No one really out in the East is, is making any noise for a for an MVP kind of case. There's a lot, besides Durant, sorry. Durant and him would be it. Um, Giannis won't get it because no one gets it three years in a row. Yep. They're just not going to do that because they, they need something new and exciting and they need a, a new a new storyline. Um, 
the two that I think are the real dark horses that will definitely not get it, but I think are playing well enough to to garner consideration. I'm going to be selfish here and biased and say Lillard. Mm-hmm. So the Blazers are fourth in the in the Western Conference, seventeen and ten. We haven't had Nurkic for most of the year. We haven't had CJ McCullum for most of the year. Um, Who's playing three and four? Who's playing three? Uh, Ariza. No, no. <laughs> He's not even in the fucking league. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, Derek Jones Jr. Oh yes. And yep. Rob Cov's the four. Yep. And we've got Canner at center and Gary Trent Jr. Who fucking fuck? Up. I want to mate. I hope we can keep him. Yeah. I, uh, Apparently we can't afford. What's going to happen is because we've got so much money invested in Lillard and McCullum, they're both getting like thirty mil a season. Mm. Um, Trent's a restricted free agent. That means that someone can offer him something and we can match it. But I don't think we're going to have the space to match it because yeah. the way he's playing, I can see someone saying to him, "He's twenty mil a season." Yeah, because he's a he's one of these young, sexy shooting guards that everyone wants. Um, but I think Lillard's uh, also a dark horse. The other guy, and I mentioned him before, is Sabonis. Yes. I, what he does for Indiana is incredible, man. If we're going on MVP talk as a, someone who does a little bit of everything for their team, he has to be up there as well. Um, I do think LeBron's probably going to win it again, though. You do? You do? You do? I do. I do. <laughs> you do? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. We're going to try and make it every week now, guys. We have had, uh, you know, extenuating circumstances. Dick sores. We've had dick sores. Yeah. All right. We we sometimes sit on the same seat. Yeah. With what no a pants way to on. end it. With what no a pants way on. to end it. All right, suck a dick. Two days later. Bye. <laughs>